0: The Realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh.
1: Welcome. I'm very excited about tonight's show. I'm bringing you some of the tools that help us reach our awareness And our greatness, and it comes through the awareness and greatness of individuals that have stepped into their power and their presence, releasing their gifts upon the planet. I have two great guests with me tonight. One is a young woman by the name of Muriel, who has created some really beautiful music in the world, and I'd love to share some of that with you. And then later on in the show, we have Jean Adrian, who is spreading her philosophy through books. And her main goal is to talk about inner Speak. But first, I'd love for you to hear the beautiful sounds of Muriel as she sings. This song is called Sacred, and it is off of her CD, Angelica, which you can get on her website. And that website is murielsings.com. Take a listen. Obviously, the universe had a different plan in order. That was actually a sidereal Hymn from her CD, Angelica. And in essence, it's actually very nice that that one started off because it really showcases you, Muriel, and it also showcases how you stepped into your power and inspires others to do so with theirs. Welcome to 1111 Talk Radio.
2: Thank you so much.
1: You know, what struck me was, uh, first of all, how young you are, and as you listen to the lyrics on your CD, they're really full of so much wisdom and, and so much sacred thought. And I just wanted to know a little bit about your background to share with our listeners so that they can see how you got to know a lot of these things that you so lovingly share with the planet. <laughs> sure. Well, um,
2: well, I didn't grow up with a particularly religious or spiritual um, set of parents or anything at all. My uh, my dad grew up uh, a Catholic, but by the time he was 16, he he'd relinquished it. And my mother grew up in an atheist family, so there were no strong set beliefs at all um, in my house while I was growing up. And yet, I remember already by the time I was maybe about 13 or 14, I started to get a real sense that there was a power within me which was unexplored and felt it felt so much greater than than anything like outside of myself. I have never fully experienced it outside of myself. I knew there was this kind of huge expanse of territory in there. And yet I couldn't understand why it wasn't talked about in the world more. You know, what is this big mystery in me and and why is nobody talking about it? Because surely it's in them too. And uh, and yeah, I guess all the questions started from that feeling and I ended up going to university and studied philosophy for three years, which was great to kind of go into all of these kind of questions. But what I really realized from that was um, so much of you know, philosophy and university kind of thing is a matter of the head. And actually at the end of the day, what I was really wanting and, um, and finding truth through was the heart. So I really learned to make that leap between head and actually having space in the unseen and trusting the feeling that is inside. And um, I was very blessed to be guided to a a school, a spiritual school in New Zealand some time after that, uh, where meditation was the tool that we used to connect more deeply with with the inner wisdom. And it was at that point, really, that my inner voice grew a lot stronger, and uh, the music just began to flow really spontaneously. Literally, I would meditate, and I would see guitar chords, or I could hear melodies, and and some of my most powerful songs were, were born in that period of time where I think I was given songs and, and lyrics and inspiration in the night, and when I would wake up, I would just kind of have the little seed that would be enough for the rest of the song to kind of roll out uh, as I contemplated the thoughts kind of in my day. So it was just a, really, a gradual unfolding from a real, in a sense, to luckily being connected in a more conscious way to to listening to it and, and nurturing that connection as
1: time. Well, and that's a great testimony to your commitment and your your own faith of your inner spirit and that connection, whether you knew what it was or not, to explore it because it's very apparent in your lyrics and in the songs and even in the melodies. There's a great depth of emotion, a a great Mm -hmm. depth of joy, and even a celebration that comes out of it, and Mm -hmm. it does speak to the heart. I, I found when I was listening to the songs, it was not my head that was listening to them. My ears might have been hearing it, but but it was really my heart that was listening to it. And and that is something that's very, very powerful because I think we're at a time on the planet where there are so many closed hearts and it is music like this that is going to help to open that. What are some of the comments and the experiences that you have in sharing this music with others throughout the world? Oh, um, people sometimes,
2: uh, you know, when I go and sing it in uh, big events and things, um, one of the most common... Um, Things I hear is um, your voice is so beautiful, and you're an angel. And I think um, you know what what they're actually saying, or what they're really hearing when they say you're an angel, is they're hearing that stream of energy that's actually coming through the music and through my voice. And it's not me; <laughs> it's it's kind of all that other spiritual realm that I'm kind of tuning into, and that I feel I am a messenger for. You know, that, that that is a huge, a huge part of my life is to be, to to be a messenger for that realm, to bring it back, to bring that awareness of of higher realms and and connect other people
1: up to that themselves. And as and you course, completed this first CD, um, so often when when someone completes their first piece of work. Some people feel like, okay, it's time to get started on the next. Other people take the time and really revel in that and rest and allow the next one to birth itself. How are you as an artist and how are you as a spiritual being in letting this work come forward?
2: Um, Well, I think think this kind of music is something that can't be forced. So what I've discovered is that I do go through periods of intense creativity, like that leaded up to this album, where I would be for example, I would be practicing some songs that were going to be going on this album and and suddenly a new song would come through. And so it was just this constant blossoming that was coming as I was kind of applying myself. But then, I of course, I feel there's no point in creating something and then not putting the energy behind getting it out there. So I have put a, a lot of energy over the last couple of years of, of just sharing it and, and kind of trying to co-create different avenues To get it out there into the world more and i'm starting to feel now that sense of okay there are new songs that uh, that have come through and i feel there are some more that are coming um But I'm also still, you know, while my personality already, I'm starting to get eager, like, it's time to start the next one because I'm I'm just really thrilled with the result that the first one's had in the world. Um, It's still something inside. still saying, wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, (laughs) of course. And as this first one came forward out of you and it became a CD, Obviously, this was divinely coming through you, and and you were guided in all of the creation steps. How did that also appear in the manifestation of concerts or connections or different doors that opened after you actually had the CD in physical form?
2: Sure. Well, well, I mean, one of my most powerful experiences was um, was before I even kind of started recording it and working on it. It was I'd already written sacred. And, um, and it was through a synchronistic encounter that I met a musician called Tim Wheater in Glastonbury in England, who's a, a New Age musician, and uh, I felt really guided to get in touch with him. So I did, and um, he got out his big wall planner and, and had his various events that he was going to throughout the year with his partner. And uh, one of them was Neil Donald Walsh's um, retreat in Bristol, and uh, I just got very excited because I'd read Neil Donald Walsh's books when I was in New Zealand at about 20 years old, and that was the first material that really made my heart glow. And um, and he invited me along, basically, to to watch them performing, and, and I ended up participating in that retreat as well. And it meant then when Neil Donald Walsh was back the following year, um, the, I was in touch with the promoters, and they knew that that I might be interested in coming, so they contacted me. And it was at that um, time that I offered Sacred um, to the whole group just as a nice, gentle way of closing an evening session. And it was so powerful. There were so many tears in the room. um, People were really touched by it. And I want to
1: play that song when we come back from our commercial break. Neil Donald Walsh says, The music of Muriel is magic for the soul. Her lyrics speak of deep and wonderful truth. Her melodies carry us on wings of joy. I have been honored to share the same stage with her and would be so greatly honored to do so again. Here is a blessing in our midst, a bit of heaven on earth. Muriel, her latest release CD, Angelica. You can connect to her at murielsings.com and we'll be right back after this break.
3: Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
0: We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics
4: What I Want to Be When I Grow Up by Johnny My Dad,
0: it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back. I am interviewing Muriel Burrs, who has released Angelica, a beautiful CD that uh, just sounds incredible. And rather than telling you about it, I'm going to let you hear one of my favorite songs off of the CD, entitled Sacred. You can find out more about Muriel at her website, murielsings.com. Love myself if I thought I was
4: sacred. How would I love myself if nothing was wrong? I'd be in the moment, enjoy.
1: in that song are just beautiful and there are others that continue into that. you expressed earlier in the show that a lot of this came through you as you were going through deep periods of meditation uh, in, mm-hmm. in the spiritual center that you were in yeah. do you find that they are also inspired by personal experience as well did you did you have that sense of knowing your sacredness or was it something that you had to experience the knowing of through? Through life,
2: um, I guess it was it was pointing again to that to that inner presence that I could feel. You know that in its essence that was sacred. Um, but um, for that particular song, that came very clearly as a as a thought, very first thing in the morning as I woke up. I had a really clear head, and as soon as my feet touched the ground as I got out of bed, the sentence just dropped. in how would I treat myself if I thought I was sacred? And I recognised that as being an and non-ordinary thoughts, um, so it's just kind of picking those and recognizing those moments where I'm being given something. Um, but yeah, some of my other songs have come out of uh, my own experiences, or, or when I've seen something, watched something in life, and it's um, and it's really touched me at a deep level because I can see how it's representing something that's going on for for loads of people on the planet every day. And uh, Love Lost was one of those songs on my album where I, I just really recognized how many people are losing somebody that they love every day, whether it's a relationship finishing or somebody passing away, and uh, that inspired that song, for example. So, yeah, it's a real mix between kind of everyday inspiration through through life and encounters and, and just, like, essential receiving Well, and
1: I think there are other songs on the album as well that that really illustrate that. I mean, the the song entitled Worthy, you know, it it Mm -hmm. has tones that would touch so many people because I think many people on the planet today battle with their worthy and unworthiness. Or just even the connection to spirit, um, you know, Love Speaking Through You or I Am With You, uh, Call Me. All of these songs speaks so much to where many people are, especially with with the, the illusion of all of the tragedy that is there. It feels so real sometimes oh. that we feel lost. And so I do think it is songs and artists such as you that are really helping to lift that vibration and lift that spirit on the planet to help us recognize that there is more within us than sometimes we allow us to see. Um, What do you have planned for the future? This this CD came out. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I know that you have toured in Europe and played with some amazing people on on stages with amazing people like Doreen Virtue, and you mentioned Neil Donald Walsh, and you've been invited to many wonderful events. What is next for you in in the music business?
2: Sure. Well, I'm really open, you know, the, the foundation of my music is always service, so I'm I just have the intention of of giving in whatever way God life love has planned and I'm just um willing to go where the doors open really and I mean my sense is still that that Angelica it's not widely distributed around the world and not even around England at the moment where I'm based and so I'm still kind of seeking those doors for for it to kind of spread out and reach more people um, because I know that it does affect people in a positive way, so I can understand that putting my energy behind that is a good thing and and of course, you know, I see myself continuing to to make different albums and and continuing to write from that place of really really being aligned with my soul and guides and um yeah, and wait and see i mean. Uh, um, I, I'm just amazed with how uh, how wonderfully life has unfolded over the last 10 years even, and it makes me very excited and optimistic for for what could be achieved in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Like you say, I'm still a very young person. I'm I'm 30 this year, you know, so I've got, you know, years of service still in me, and, um, and who knows what's possible with this connection.
1: Did you always know that your life would be in music? Or was there ever a point where you felt like the music was going to be the side piece that you would allow and try to pursue, but you would have um, what some people would call more practical careers? A lot of people have these pursuits of these dreams, such as Mm. music or acting or art or writing Mm. different things, but they don't have the courage to step out and really be that.
2: Yeah, that's true. And I guess for me, I think so much of that depends on your parenting I um, I grew up in a house where where things were very uh, intellectual and um, and music was something that always came very naturally, and I did a lot of it as a child, but it was always viewed as a hobby. I was never encouraged to see it as a serious career that I could pursue. So it wasn't until a lot later that, um, that it, because it came through so strongly with the meditation, that I knew it was the right thing to do. But I always felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do because... I didn't consider music as a viable option. You know, it wasn't a, a normal career like, um, you know, a, a dependable forty-hour-a-week job. Um, so that was something that that uh, kind of working on my own beliefs about creativity and, and right livelihood and doing processes like The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. That was so helpful to, to receive a different paradigm of how you can work and be and serve in, in the world and still earn a living. So, yeah, that was something that was really kind of developed over time. But I can imagine, you know, I, I don't know how different it would have been if I'd started to pursue music more seriously from a from a younger age or, you know, then I might have gone too down a, a conventional route because I wasn't as connected to my soul at that point of time. So, you know, I, I feel it has all kind of un, unfolded perfectly for uh, for what I meant to achieve in the, at this time in this life.
1: Wonderful, and and coming from an intellectual-based family and doing something that was more artistic, that was viewed as a hobby, was it hard to convince them, or or did you have the courage enough to just go forward on your own, trusting the guidance that came from you?
2: Yeah, well, I was very blessed, actually, that my, my parents just kind of let me be and understood that, for example, when I went and lived in this um, spiritual community where we just meditated and did spiritual study for a couple of years, they would just... They just let me do that. And they, part, you know, obviously it wasn't their thing, so on a level they couldn't understand why I wanted to, but they still gave me the freedom to just pursue it. And and I think it's more when they could see that um, that I was actually earning a good income at times from my music, that it was a viable thing, and that putting energy into into distribution deals, for example, was 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 a perfectly valid way to earn my music and my income. Sorry, so. I think uh, I just kind of proved it little steps along the way. The proof is in the pudding, you know. <laughs> um, I'm I'm out there doing it, and uh, and it's working for me. So, I guess I've I've shown them over time that it's possible.
1: Well, and I think you've also illustrated to many people that you can go after dreams or allow gifts to come through and let them lead the way rather than um, than, mm. than being the one in charge. You really allowed yourself to follow. Uh, the messages and the doors that opened when they opened and just really listened to what you needed, and whether that was to start the spiritual school that you started or to meditate or to write down the music as it came in the morning. Those are all very strong steps of faith and obedience that I think are very important that oftentimes people don't necessarily listen to.
2: Mm, Absolutely, absolutely.
1: What if? What would you say is your um, greatest piece of advice to others out there, particularly the young people that perhaps have not connected to their spirituality or uh, are not quite sure of where they're going or what they're doing? Can you offer any words of wisdom for that?
2: Mm, yeah, I would say invest your time and your energy and your money into really strengthening and developing that connection at the start of your life if if you don't have a clear inner sense of what, what your life is actually about, you know, what life is about for you and what you want to give, what you're here for, then you then you will be just bobbling along for a long time. But if you really invest a good time in in connecting with your soul and your guide and being open to what you receive and then you'll just get so much joy from that and you know exactly what you want to do. So Yeah, just really invest in your inner resources early on in your life, I would say.
1: Thank you so much, Muriel, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I urge all of you to go to her website, murielsings.com, M-U-R-I-E-L-S-I-N-G-S.com, and order or download her songs off of the CD Angelica. You can also... We got cut off. (laughs) (laughs) You can also uh, catch her interview in 1111 Magazine, which will appear on shelves at, in the, the March-April issue of uh, 1111 Magazine at Barnes & Noble. So look out for that, actually the May-June issue. So look out for that, and you can read more of a special interview with Muriel Burrs. We'll be right back with Jean Adrian and Innerspeak. <laughs>
3: be extraordinary seventh wave network
0: have you seen 1111 do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life 11, 1-11, 11, 1-11, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered
3: Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
1: once again, welcome back, and I hope you do go and check out Muriel's website again. That was MurielSings.com, and get some of her music. It is beautiful and inspiring and uplifting, and she does have the voice of an angel. So definitely take a look at that and download some of the music. You will also see a beautiful interview about Muriel in the Eleven Eleven magazine issue in the March, uh excuse me the May June issue. So that will be on. Barnes Noble stands soon. If you would like subscriptions, you can go to 1111mag.com where we support you in connecting to the people, the tools, the philosophies, and the teachings that can support you on whatever path you have chosen. I would like to introduce to you a wonderful guest who is creating great change in the world through her writings and through her healing work and also her workshops. Uh, Jean Adrian Miller is a healer, teacher, lecturer, and creator of quantum change. She has written several books, two of which we'll talk about tonight, Reframe Your World and Soul Adventures, and she has developed a method called Innerspeak that we will get into that really supports individuals in moving their lives along and stepping more powerfully, releasing their obstacles. So I'd like to welcome Jean Adrian to 1111 Talk Radio. Hi, Jean.
5: Hi, Simran, and how are you this evening?
1: I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I've really loved your books. I think they are uh, just great tools for people to step into helping themselves. And I think that once they read the books, they're going to want, they would want to connect to you because the processes you've created, such as Innerspeak, seem to be the types of things that are really going to help individuals move along during this great shift that we are experiencing on the planet.
5: Well, I think so, and, and, you know, it seems to be being better received around the world every day that passes. More and more people are waking up and really wanting to move forward, you know, in quantum leaps, not just, you know, a little at a time anymore. So it's fabulous.
1: It is. It's wonderful that we are all shifting and changing and whatever shows up uh does show up in our best interest, so that's a wonderful thing. How did you get into all of this work? Did you experience some of your own shifts and then come to a place where you knew this was your place and your power? Or was this something that you always knew and had a sense of?
5: Well, you know, I've got to say yes and yes. I think at a, at a deep level, at, at maybe even subconscious, I think I always knew that this is where I was supposed to be. I just didn't understand the messages that I was getting, you know, early on in my life. Uh, I just, I think I thought that, wow, that can't be right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm making this up or whatever. And it took a healing crisis of my own to actually throw me on my spiritual path. Now, I'd been on a, um, Uh, a religious path for all of my life, Um, you know, really uh, quite dedicated and up to and including going to seminary um, to really sort of dedicate my life to that path. And I kept looking for answers, and no matter where I turned, I never seemed to find the whole story. So um, it wasn't, you know, until this healing crisis that, you know, introduced me to energy medicine, and then after that discovering metaphysics that I have to say that I really kind of got clear on what my path was and what I had to do next.
1: Well, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that when things show up in our lives, such as a healing crisis or the loss of a job or the many things that may appear to be uh, negative or tragedy or um, perhaps not the best thing in the world that could happen to us in that particular moment, often there's a bigger picture that is at hand that's waiting for us to step into. We've kind of been released to a destiny rather than uh, feeling as if something has been taken away. So you really stepped into that place after after moving through your healing
5: you know, and that's really um kind of skipping on to the to my second book reframe your world that 's really what led me to write that book was that we don't often see the blessing behind the lesson I call them blessings because they really there 's always a blessing behind the lesson because we look you know with too narrow a focus we tunnel vision um at everything that happens in our lives, or that 's what we tend to do unless we 're taught otherwise or unless we teach ourselves otherwise. And if we can just open out that viewfinder so that we see the bigger picture, even just a little bit bigger picture, um, many times then we can awaken to um, the purpose of, you know, why did we create this in our life and, and what does it mean and what's the lesson so I don't have to go through this again.
1: Most definitely, and and since you've brought up that book first, I think we should talk a little bit about Reframe Your World, which they can get on your website, which is inner-speak.com, com. www inner-speak.com and you can get any of Jean's books, CDs, cards, uh, the many offerings that she has from there. But there's some interesting top chapter titles in the book. Um, the, one of the early ones is Losing Your Mind and that is actually, uh, can be a very good thing <laughs> to oh, lose yeah. our minds.
5: <laughs> well, you know, we, for, for sure me and I'm sure that many other people out there are, you know, in the same boat that I am, but, you know, I think we, and I'll use that as a collective, We tend to think too much. We tend to analyze things to pieces, um, and, and so many of us will analyze to the point that we paralyze ourselves. To that we don't, you know, we keep looking at things to the point that we never make a move, and then we stay stuck. It's true. You know, so, we, we kind
1: of regurgitate thoughts over and over again, or we send ourselves spinning off into a cycle of thoughts that, that may be totally made up even. Uh, we, we create some of the, the things in our life that aren't actually there because we tend to overthink.
5: Absolutely. And, you know, we, you know, we, we start with the overthinking, and then our vivid imaginations come into play, and we begin to project. Um, things that we think and the things that we think are based on experiences that we've had in the past you know and um, one, of the, one of the most wonderful gifts that my partner ever gave me was that for most of my life I um, would always worry about what other people thought based on what actions I had taken, what I would said or what I had done. That's and a big this-
1: one I think a lot of people do that, they worry about what others think
5: Yeah, and especially in relationships, you know, I would sit around and worry about, well, God, did he think I meant that? And, oh, I shouldn't have said this, and, you know, on and on and on. And one day Randy just said to me, he said, you know, Gene, and he pointed at his head, and he says, you know, there's really nothing going on up here. You girls tend to uh, project so much of your own stuff onto us guys when we weren't thinking about that at all. You know, and you you wrap yourself and tie yourself into a knot about something that you really never even entered my frame of of reference. And that was such a blessing because that freed me up. You know, I was able to get it from somebody I really cared about that I shouldn't be worrying about what somebody else thinks. It was a huge gift.
1: Most definitely, that is a huge gift. What someone and when someone else does think something, it's really none of our business. Because right. we're then putting ourselves kind of in, in their world rather than staying in our own. Exactly. And that kind of leads into another one of your, your chapters, which has to do with releasing drama and staying in the present. That's another big one that a lot of people oh, yeah. seem to encounter.
5: Oh, yeah. You know, and trauma takes up so much of our energy. All of the, um, all of the spin cycles, if you will, that we use dealing with drama in our life could be uh, energy that we put towards something positive, something creative, or actually learning or raising our own consciousness. But we get addicted to it, and we get addicted no different than, than people get addicted to caffeine and alcohol and cigarettes and, you know, spending money or sex or whatever, any addiction is, drama is right up there, you know, with the top ones of those.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. That is very, very true. People are addicted to their drama. If they look back on their lives and that has been a continuous cycle, it's feeding them in some way, just like a drug would, or just like alcohol would, or just like food might feed a craving. That drama is feeding something within them, albeit it may not be something good, but it's, it is feeding something, and until we recognize that, we can't really release that drama, can we?
5: That's exactly correct. And, um, you know, and, and what happens when we first release the drama, it feels strange. Because, you know, we get so addicted to those peaks and valleys of, of that um, emotional roller coaster that drama brings into our life that when you don't have that anymore, when you've got this just beautiful, peaceful, flat landscape on your inner, um, you know, the first thought is, whoa, I'm missing something here. Because the other is so familiar.
1: Well, and when when people are able to finally step out of that drama place, what happens in their lives? What do you see happen in your clients' lives that you coach and that you work with with inner speak processes and things like that? When you really get them to the place where they can release the, the drama in their experience?
5: Well, then they begin to actually open up to a place where they can look at themselves and start to grow their consciousness. You know, uh, I think humanity tends to work on that lowest common denominator theory. And so what happens is when you stay caught up in the drama, you stay caught up in the lower vibration and not the higher vibration of the peaks and the valleys. And, And that holds you in that space so that you can't raise your consciousness and you can't begin to open to your power. So, if you are
1: experiencing in your own life a lot of drama and your quest is for more balance, more peace, more gentleness, perhaps you need to release that drama and and let it go and and step into new ways. And one of those ways would be to visit inner-speak.com and order some of Jean Adrian's books. One of them is Reframe Your World, and another is Soul Adventures. You can also connect to Jean on her own talk radio show called Inner Speak, Soul Adventures, and find out more about the different things she does and the many wonderful guests that she has on. Again, that's inner-speak.com, and we'll be right back with Jean Adrian.
3: Awakened media for a transforming world, Seventh Wave Network.
0: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11 1-11, 22 33 444 people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication subscribe to 1111 magazine today www1111 magcom 1111 magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich multi-sensory experience as you engage with experts and topics of consciousness become enlightened empowered and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices 1111 Magazine a daily staple for lifting the mindset discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living 1111 Magazine order now at www.1111mag.com 1111mag.com listening on a
3: higher dimension 7th Wave Network
1: Adrian's approach to conscious creation and self-empowerment is a direct and easy method to follow. Reframe Your World gives insight into the universal laws and how they impact our daily lives with techniques to lead you to live large and manifest your dreams. In addition, Gene Adrian has authored Reframe Your World, does Reframe Your World workshops, one which is going on this Saturday in Atlanta, but you can get in touch with one of those uh, just about every other month if you find out more information on her website, inner com. She's also written soul adventures and developed a process called InnerSpeak to support individuals in stepping more powerfully into the world. Jean, tell us a little bit about what InnerSpeak is. What is the process and what does it really do for people?
5: Sure, it's a kinesiology-based tool, Simran. Um, so I use muscle testing to access a protocol of 144 files of information. But more simply stated, Inner Speak is the language of the soul. You know, our soul is constantly trying to communicate with us, and if we knew the language, we would do everything that our higher self wants us to do. Absolutely, right? Um, But we don't know the language, so it might as well be speaking a foreign language because we don't hear and many times we don't even realize that our higher self is trying to communicate with us. So basically, what um, because the body doesn't lie, you can use muscle testing and then the body will walk through my protocol to identify where I might have created a block that's holding me back in any or all areas of my life. And not only does it tell me where... It tells me what happened to myself that set up this inner wound that um, usually I will have um, crafted a um, uh, an inappropriate thought or belief structure around. And then it will guide me or guide the client through how to let this go. And it's very literal, um, and uh, it's a fast, easy process. It takes about an hour, and with a single session, a person can generally let go of enough stuff to give them that boost to move forward, to, to do whatever it is that they're wanting to do, but being held back by themselves.
1: Well, it also seems like there's a subtle accessory piece that comes with that, too. So many of us are so disconnected from our bodies and disconnected from the energy of trust that this seems like it would also help an individual to see my body does know. And Mm -hmm. if I would get more connected to who I am, if I would get more connected to what my body feels, I could learn that language 1111 11 Magazine, 1111 11 Talk Radio, that also speaks about a language, but more so the language with the universe. So one of the stepping stones in, along that language to the universe would be the language to the body and the language to the self. So that seems incredibly powerful for people to participate in for their own personal growth.
5: Absolutely. You know, because most of the people who come to me for the first time, in many cases they don't even, you know, they don't even spend much time in their body. You know, they they aren't grounded, and that's another piece this process does is it helps you to get in tuned with the body mind spirit component, um, and actually start spending more time in the body. You, you can't create unless you're fully present in your body and in the present moment. And all of us would like to create heaven on earth, uh, but you have to you have to be here in order to do it.
1: Exactly, and, and you, you bring up another very valid point because many people are not in their bodies. They, they really, it might feel like they're in their bodies, but they're really disconnected from that place. So that's, that's a wonderful thing. Tell me a little bit about Soul Adventures because that seems to be another great tool, and since this show is about tools to help us grow, um, this seems to be another great tool to help an individual perhaps identify with the story that has sure. been told and see themselves and also see how all of the things are connected.
5: Well, you know, it's my story, and um, it, it really is the story of how I went from um, a, a dysfunctional childhood and living in complete victim mentality and allowing everyone outside myself to um, steer me. I mean, I actually let my mother pick my college major in all my courses. You know, um, I gave my power away. To anybody who would take it, really, um, for for many many years, and so this is the story of how I woke up from that, and um, what I found along the way, the lessons that I found along the way, and then as I began to explore um, first ancestral healing and then past life healing, um, you know, the, the the lessons I found that were not that were my not necessarily just from this lifetime, but so many of our wounds, Imran, go back really to the beginning of time. You know, we're all one, and we were all created at the same time. I don't believe there's any such thing as an old soul or a young soul. I think all of us, you know, came about at the same time. And we've carried a lot of old, inappropriate um, illusion with us since then. And, and so that's really, uh, that's sort of my story, uh, and it goes back to as far back as I could find and comes forward with, the illusion so that people can begin to see how that might potentially play out in their own life.
1: Well, and it is good to listen to other people's stories because sometimes we can't see our own stuff. Sometimes we're too close to it, but when we get triggered, when we shed a tear, when we feel something in the body all of a sudden because we've read someone else's story, it just illustrates that we are all kind of one. We are one, and we all although appear very unique and different from one another, and our nuances of our stories may be unique and different, in the end, even in that, we are similar. We each that's- feel pain, we each desire love, and that's what we can identify with. So hearing and reading someone else's story in it, in itself is also a method of healing.
5: Yep, absolutely.
1: Well, that's wonderful. And you do cards, you have... Um, different guidance cards and things that people can also connect to that support them. How did those types of tools work?
5: Well, the Interspeak cards are a very tiny subset of the Interspeak protocol, the larger protocol, designed so that anyone can do this work on themselves easily without any training. They come in two flavors. If you, if you like to hold things in your hands, the deck of cards is, um, you can purchase that and, and actually do clearing work on yourself, um, but I also have an automated version of it on the Internet, and it's a lifetime subscription that enables you to use your 3G phone, to do clearing work using the interspeak cards on the Internet, or use your computer, and... Um, so you know sometimes people at work they run up against a wall and they have a problem. they could pop onto the website really quickly if the if the company firewall would allow it and um, and just do a clearing in a matter of moments um, to release what 's holding them back or causing them stress
1: wonderful i urge you to get connected with Jean Adrian. Go to her website, inner-speak.com. Allow yourself to access some of her wonderful books, such as Soul Adventures and Reframe Your World, and help yourself step into new places, new thought, and new ways of being by trying new methods. You can connect to any of her workshops. She has an InnerSpeak workshop that is coming up as well as a Reframe Your World workshop this weekend and every other month. That's also listed on her website, inner-speak.com. So connect to her as soon as you can. I look forward to having several wonderful guests over the next month and I hope you'll join me next week. We will be interviewing Maureen McCarthy and talking about the State of Grace documents along with Josie Ravenwing and speaking about her work in Brazil along with uh, John of God. So join me next week and we will discover some more wonderful teachers, tools, and philosophies. I am Simran Singh with 1111 Talk Radio. Be well.